I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never. Everybody, welcome in. It's DogNation.com's Before the Hedges. That's the weekly Wednesday uh, recruiting show, recruiting special. I uh, got a few things to talk about tonight. First of all, how's everybody doing? Is everybody still enjoying? Who who all is really plugged into the SEC basketball tournament? Show show of hands if you are. Um, well, hey, it's before the hedges time. I'm Jeff Sintel, your host. Uh, this program is brought to you by Kroger. Uh, man, Kroger's Kroger's really awesome, you guys. If you want to uh, get your click list going on, if you want to not not go out too much and stay in this weekend when these chilly temperatures come. You need some help on those on that gas with some fuel rewards and some Kroger points. Uh, you got all that stuff right now. Uh, Before the Hedges is a proud partners with uh, Kroger for many many years now. Uh, back when Georgia wasn't the defending national champions or signing uh, top one, top two, top three recruiting classes, uh, Kroger was a big part of Before the Hedges, and we are so thankful for them, and we're so thankful for all of you guys that uh, extend your patronage, patronage, excuse me. Uh, to your local neighborhood Kroger. Uh, this is Before the Hedges. It will become a podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, and the Apple podcast platform. And uh, let's sit back and let's have some fun. Let me see. Uh, what can I tell you guys? Uh, first of all, uh, got some got some keynotes to share. Number one is uh, we've got uh, the return of some tweets, uh, some online chatter that Brandon Adams famously named online chatter. We'll explore some tweets. I, what these usually do for me, guys, kind of like the top targets, is it's kind of conversation starters where I can kind of set the pieces on the board and name pops up, and I can tell you, okay, this is what's going on with that person. This is what's going on with that person. That should be fun. Uh, we also have uh, top targets. We have uh, offer checkups. We have uh, class at a glance. We have really 40 names that I'm working through right now that will become basically the Georgia 2023 recruiting class. Uh, I think we have 14 names in the top targets this week and then another 27 or so uh, names to consider and ponder. Uh, things to think about. You know, folks, official visits are going to happen uh, in March and April. I think Georgia had a, a had an, a visit scheduled this weekend that has been canceled now. Uh, Nico Ayamaliva, the five-star quarterback, uh, just had a great visit to Tennessee and really, that that decision should come down to Oregon or Tennessee for that guy. He has postponed his visit. Uh, that was reporting from On3 Sports. He has postponed his visit to Georgia uh, that was coming up this weekend. Uh, of course, Nico is – some people think that his overall arm talent and six-foot, six-frame maybe project him long-term ahead of a young man like Arch Manning in the 2023 cycle at quarterback. Um Interesting there. Let me see other quick type things I want to tell you about. Uh, this is kind of in our dash portion. Let me let me set the table stakes though, folks. You guys got a great. We got a great interview from January uh, with Michael Williams. We're still trying to you know spit out all those great conversations, those Dog Nation conversations. So stick back with us. Maybe in about five or six minutes, you'll get to hear from Michael Williams. Get to hear his thoughts on a lot of things and. I want you guys to pay close attention. I left it in the Michael Williams piece uh, when I asked him a very much a softball question about what we, what he was hoping was going on with uh, Christian Miller and his uh, February the second eventual decision. 
kind of already a pretty much a done deal that Christian Miller was going to be a dog uh, in San Antonio in early January. But uh, I give Michael Williams a lot of credit. Uh, he, he's going for his uh, Morgan Freeman right there with uh, his answer to one of those questions. So look, look for that. That's a really cool Easter egg. Um, a couple of things off the top. Let me see. What can I tell you? Um, I don't know if you guys saw this on social media. Now I wish I had a, uh, I wish I had a, um, a screenshot of it. I think I got a screenshot somewhere, but EJ Lightsey was, uh, according to his Instagram story, he was in Athens this past weekend. So it's great to hear that the Georgia football signee who has, uh, suffered a gunshot. He was kind of a wrong place, wrong time type scenario. That's the reporting that has came out where their criminal charges were filed. Uh, he kind of caught us. He, he was kind of, caught in the crossfire a little bit. I think he got wounds in a couple of extremities. It is not considered to threaten his football career. Uh, he will be able to take advantage of the scholarship offer to Georgia. That is ecstatic news, but the better news uh, regarding EJ Lightsey was that um, according to his Instagram story, he was in Athens uh, this past weekend, took a picture. Um, really, really um, empowering to see EJ kind of recovering so quickly from that. Um Let's see. One of the things I want to tell you guys about quarterbacks is quarterbacks is going to be different. I think uh, gone are the days when uh, recruits and colleges got married up before the junior season. I think you'll probably never see that anymore where people try to lock in their marquee quarterback before the junior year. I don't think recruits will want to do that anymore because so much can change with college football with a successful program like coordinators moving on or the transfer portal, especially with quarterbacks, or just simply head coaches moving on. You're also going to see schools wait a lot longer uh, to kind of walk, walk down the aisle and attach their class and attach their program to the next quarterback in the future because I think the evaluation process is so hard. I think you've seen with a lot of programs, especially savvy quarterback schools, I'll bring up Ohio State, for instance, they keep waiting later and later in the cycle. You can look at C.J. Brown. And you can, ha you can look at Devin Brown in this past cycle where Ohio State waits until like November, December to settle on their quarterback. And they end up very happy with one that comes to play. Of course, Brown came available when, Ohio, when, when USC kind of unraveled uh, during that season. But I think you'll see schools wait later and later and prospects wait later and later to secure their franchise quarterback or their cornerstone class quarterback. Um, one more thing before we get to the headliner of the show, you guys are seeing that on your screens. It's, I'm going to throw out a couple of names that I've heard have really been standing out, uh, kind of the intel during the, uh, the freshmen, the young guys really standing out through um, the off-season workouts. Even though we've got spring practice coming up in a matter of uh, maybe eight to ten days or so, um, coming up right around the corner. And Georgia's Pro Day will be on March the 16th. I hope you guys are readily thinking about that information. But um, – the one other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was kind of the new assistant coaches, Stacy Searles, Fran Brown, and Chidaria Uzo Derive. You're seeing a lot of, I guess I would call it resetting of the board, or at least resetting of the feelings between marquee recruits and Georgia assistants at this time. I think it's going to extend some recruitments. And I think for a lot of cases, BMAC's another name I got to make sure I remember here as well, Brian McClendon. They just got a different view of what they're looking for at receiver compared to the, the predecessor at Georgia. So there's a lot of instances where some guys that were once high on the board for Georgia uh, 
before all these changes or maybe going back into November, December in this 2023 class, I think it's going to be altered a little bit. So you're going to see maybe a, a maybe a longer marination period between the, the courtship with Georgia and some of these impact uh, high profile guys. Um, I will tell you that the, the combine and the performances resonated with the 2023 and 2024 recruiting classes. Heard a lot of good stuff from prospects about how they were just kind of blown away and how Georgia kind of elevated themselves. Um, really, what's that phrase, phrase that Denny Green said all the time? They are who we thought they were. I think that's what Georgia has done and maybe to the nth power with a lot of these key prospects. I think that was a banner recruiting time for the University of Georgia, probably the best ever recruiting uh, programming they could put together during the offseason until the actual NFL draft comes along. You see where Georgia might have four or five. I think the latest Todd McShay draft, uh, mock draft, Connor Riley had a story on the pages of Dog Nation earlier today that says four Georgia Bulldogs were going in the first round, potentially five. When you think about names like George Pickens and uh, Lewis Seen, uh, Koi Walker, uh, guys like that. So it's interesting times in Athens. But I think with a lot of these guys, here's a great example. Uh, so this time a year ago, we're at March the 9th. This time a year ago, Georgia was in the midst of locking down two of their really key recruits in the 2022 cycle. I remember uh, Malachi Starks commits to Georgia on March 25th. That was kind of maybe in its final stretches about this time. And then Georgia was in a furious recruiting frenzy. I know Glenn Schumann was working at day by day, trying to convince Jalen Walker and his family that Georgia was the place for him. Uh, I remember Jalen telling me that he gave it, he gave Georgia a 30 day deadline and all the schools where he's like, okay, I'm going to make my decision on March the 28th. And so uh, I think Schumann had a famous, pretty classy text that says, all right, I got 30 days and so let's make it work. And he did make it work uh, with kind of daily affirmations and encouragements and edits and stats and factoids about why Jalen Walker should choose Georgia. Um, but the key point here is you had two really anchors of the 2022 class that were already kind of sailing into the Harbor a little bit right about now with the university of Georgia. And I don't think Georgia's there, at least not in the month of March, maybe not in the month of early April with a lot of those core anchor guys that will really be some of the brilliant pieces of the 2023 recruiting class. That's something to think about right there. Um, while we're on the subject of the future, let me just dive in uh, to what the, our main show starter topic was about. We're going to call it the kindling or the starter log on this week's before the hedges. Uh, and that's the guys that I'm kind of hearing that are standing out during the uh, off season workouts. And I want to focus on some freshmen, let me toss out a few names. Uh, I think we, we last week we covered the fact that C.J. Smith had that brilliant 22.2 GPS time during skill workouts. Continue to hear some pretty good things about C.J. Smith, and everybody wants to hear uh, guys in this position gush about what's going on with uh, receivers and uh, improving, evolving, looking great in offseason workouts. Uh, but the names, I got a couple of names that, are, that I've really heard some really great intel on. And I guess I want to start with a redshirt freshman, and that would be the redshirt freshman offensive lineman, Jared Wilson. Uh, I was extremely high on him coming into Georgia. He redshirted last year. He was not an early enrollee, so he was playing his senior high school football season with his brother uh, this time a year ago because COVID, everything got backed up a little bit. 
But so Jared kind of got a late start, didn't get the early start that others had. But I think Jared Wilson's a guy that's impressed a lot of folks, according to my information in the offseason program, the offseason workouts. I think he will contend to be a too deep guy and potentially push for a starting position at some point uh, this fall if things continue to trend the way they're going right now. Uh, so, hey, not a newsflash, but hey, Georgia's getting another terrific offensive line room in, 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 in shape and in, in play. So that's always good to hear the offensive line or the foundational pieces of the offense. Another guy on offense, and I'm, I'm kind of trying to maybe stir a little of this towards the offensive side of the ball. Another name that I've heard is look pretty strong, pretty stinking strong right now is Oscar Delp. Uh, they're having drills, they're having reps and uh, Oscar Delp is showing up very well, showing up strong, very impressively kind of leading a lot of drills, finishing first in a lot of workout-type environments. I've heard Oscar Delp has really looked very strong up to this point so far at Georgia. I think this is going to be a key point uh, where you heard a lot of good things about Brock Bowers. And early on when he got to Georgia a year ago, but you never really heard any bad things. And you never really heard of a gap. You never really heard of, uh, you know, Brock Bowers struggling for a long period of time. And that, I think that's the next step we got to see with young Delp. Of course, these are just off season workouts. These are not actual football. The pads aren't on, but uh, even when, even when Oscar had a chance to work in uh, the bowl practices, he was making some plays. He was giving some, everybody some really good looks and he had an encouraging start when he was at Georgia for bowl practices as well. Um, let me see another, another couple of names that, that are coming to mind that um, have really stood out. Of course, everybody's going to be watching the punter, Brett Thorson. I don't know. He can't really boom a football right now uh, in Athens, but uh, I expect him to really, and it's kind of saying a lot, I expect him to have a performance in his first season at Georgia that's kind of consistent with maybe Jake Cremata's maybe second and third years in Athens, uh, largely because uh, I think uh, Brett Thorson is about the same age right now as uh, Jake Cremata is as well. I don't know if he's going to be able to rip off a 4.56 laser time in the 40 at Lucas Oil Stadium in the Combine in Indianapolis, but uh, I think Thorson has a very bright future uh, in Athens. Uh, another name, and this no surprise, I want to – let's play a quick game. Let's play a quick game. I've mentioned a few names. I want you guys to tell me uh, what's the next name I'm going to mention? I want to just kind of look at this as you can kind of wheel, wheel it into existence. So if, if what's the next name you guys hope I say that I've heard some good things about, uh, so far in the, uh, off season workouts, I want to know what everybody's sitting there going, man, I sure hope, I sure hope there's some good news coming on this guy. Give me your, who would you like to see show up here in this portion? Um, Guatemala Mike, uh, <laughs> I need some powder. I'm very too shiny. Well, I got a huge light on me, GM. That's what's going on there. Uh, Jeremy Barbie, uh, Branson is not in town yet. Branson is not there yet. Uh, let me see. So there's another, another name that, uh, another name that, um, Of course, I, I did write. Did you guys see the story I wrote about Alu Ba today? Uh, Big Lou really, really was happy to finally get that story on the pages of DogNation.com. Really, 
impressive young man. I love the way he chose Georgia. He felt the competition was what he needed to unlock his best football. He wanted to be, he wanted to make himself comfortable being uncomfortable and really pushed, uh, pushed going forward. Um, the last name I'll, I'll mention is a guy that I, I've really heard some good things about so, so far in uh, spring ball. Let me take a quick look over Facebook and see if there's any nominees. Uh, I know folks would probably want me to say a certain name or two. Um, but the uh, – hold on a second. I'm trying to find the Dog Nation page on, on Facebook. Uh, the name, and I'm going to cue the drum roll, the ceremonial stuff here, but I've really heard a lot of good things so far about how Jalen Walker's – Jalen Walker, no surprise, I kind of deem him to be a, a three-down linebacker one of the fastest, most athletic, smartest cerebral players. Really, I could – whatever you expect me to say, what expected me to say, if you were looking at highlights or looking at old, on hold before the hedges with me talking about what N'Kobe Dean looks like during his first season in Athens, that's what you're going to hear a lot from Jalen Walker. I mean, he's that special of a football player. Um, really that strong. And we got Nate Thomas coming in with a the ginger avenger. Uh, for, for Brock Vandegrift, um, John William Adams, you had it right. I see that you had, uh, you had Jalen Walker in there as well. Smile Munden is another red shirt freshman. I think there's a lot of key kind of not red shirt freshmen, but I mentioned freshman a lot. Cause I don't think Smile Munden is a red shirt cause he played in more than four games, but Jared Wilson is one of those guys. So, you know, recapping, we've got Jalen Walker. We've got, we've got, uh, Oscar Delp. We've got, um, Jalen Walker. Those are some of the guys that I've really heard a lot of good things about how they're performing. Uh, Nate Thomas. I like the X-Man reference as well. Uh, um, everybody's getting ready for the uh, Georgia basketball game as well. Um, so, th- so there you have it. That's, that's kind of the, some of the names. Let me see. Uh, you know, who else? You know, this is a year you really want to hear some good things about, um, Jonathan Jefferson and Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, I'm very curious. I think this is a move year where TID, we're either going to find out a lot about TID right now, whether I thought his body needed to develop. I think he needed to adjust to the SEC and the Georgia culture during his first year there. I think this is a year where you can kind of see uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins uh, really define what he's going to be as a Georgia football player. I have no worries about guys that are that have been in the program a couple of years, like Zion Logue and Tremel Walthor, uh, guys like that that are going to make a move this year and be expected to play really well. Uh, big veteran, big bodies across the defensive front. Those are some of the guys that I've heard a lot of. Dylan Fairchild, I guess, would be another name that I would bring up is a guy that seemingly he has really figured things out over the last three or four months five or six months that he's been at Georgia. I don't know if he had the best start or the easiest transition to the university of Georgia, but um, he has really, really gotten everything, uh, gotten everything figured out. Another, another, another name that you know, Georgia fans are going to hope to see. I think, I think I've heard, I've gotten a report that Nylon green is putting on, putting on some weight too, as well. I think one of the biggest things for Nylon was he needed to put on a lot of weight and to kind of develop into that SEC's SEC body a little bit. So there's a quick, uh, quick cash about, you know, who's looking good names to kind of watch. Uh, I think, I think this guy right here is going to be a beast. 
as I promised to you, we had another great, you know, four or five minute chat with uh, future Georgia Bulldogs style where this was when he was in, uh, he was in San Antonio at the all American bowl. I had a, I had a good chat here with uh, Michael Williams, the five-star all American signee who I expect to be doing Trayvon Walker type things in about three years at the university of Georgia. When it comes to the NFL draft, I think his upside and his ceiling is that strong and that stout. Uh, as I teased earlier in the program, I want you to pay very close attention to this. I want you to watch the video and kind of wait for when I ask him about Christian Miller. Uh, I made sure I didn't cover that this this piece of video with too much because I wanted I want you to just kind of see how how Trayvon Walker kind of acts very political with a conversation about what what uh, Christian Miller was eventually going to do. But you want to hear from the next great defensive lineman at Georgia before again, guys. This is at the All American Bowl before he uh, enrolled at Georgia. I've been putting together about one or two of these per week during the offseason so you guys can get to hear from them on Before the Edges. Take a look. Take a listen. Here is Michael Williams uh, from the All-American Bowl. It is his Dog Nation conversation. thought you were a really stinking good football player, but you've kind of elevated this week. Did you train for this? Did you did you come in with a mindset that you're going to hunt and everybody's going to know your name after this one or what? Uh, yes, sir, I kind of did come in with that mindset of, oh, yeah, people, they're they going to realize, like, who I really am after this weekend type, type deal. But that was, you know, one of my main focus. I really focus on my kids and playing ball. You know, most of us, even guys that really know the state of Georgia and the southeast really well, we would think, you know, Michael's in Columbus, really not – really huge programs, really not huge facilities, really not good defensive line trainers and everything else. How have you acquired this skill set? Is it all about Dr. Rush and Chuck Smith or what? Who do you owe to you for your success? Uh, really, really my parents were, my parents were even give me the Chuck Smith, but it really, it really coach Chuck Smith. He really, he really elevated my game and really added, added to my bag a lot. What are your thoughts of working with Marvin this week? I think it looks oh, yeah. dangerous. Oh, what yeah. you guys are going to do, Georgia? Yeah, it's going it's to get real crazy. It's going to be real scary. Like, we're going to be a great, a great duo. We're going to add a couple more pieces to our, to our puzzle. We're going to be a big, big, we have a big power five. I noticed you were working with him. He basically said, hey, man, help me get where you're at right now. And what was that like? You look like you didn't mind teaching him at all. Oh, no, yeah, oh, yeah. Because that's my boy, that's my teammate. You feel me? That's my brother. So I'm, I'm going to help him. I'm going to help him get as good as he want to be. What were the bowl practices like for you when you got a little taste of Georgia? <laughs> yeah, it was adjustment like the first two days, but after I got adjusted, I seen like, yeah, I'll be able to, I'm gonna be able to, you know, uh, be, I'm gonna be okay. You didn't have a welcome to Georgia moment or anything like? Did anybody thud you up or anything oh, yeah. like that? Uh, I think uh, Slayer. Slayer. Oh, Jamar got you. Yeah, Jamar. What did he do? Uh, yeah, he 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 long set me, and then he just I went I went for a move. He face shot, moved his hand, grabbed me, he just grabbed me like yeah, college. Like, yeah. Uh, Michael, I'm doing this with everybody this week. Um, ultimately, why did you choose Georgia? Oh, because I love it. Yeah, I really always had love for Georgia, and then like they made me feel like that's where I wanted to be. Like, it's home. What do you think it means to you now to be committed to not committed but signed, and you're going to be in Athens next week? Oh yeah, yeah. It, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely ecstatic, and I can't wait. To, can't wait to be a dog. Um, rapid fire. We do this with everybody. Everybody that signed to Georgia. I've asked everybody this week. Um, I want you. I want to mention a name. I want you to tell me what you know about him, what you like about him, what you've learned about him. Uh, Gunner Stockton. What have you learned about him this week? What do you know yeah. about Gunner? <laughs> Gunner. He, he's a great. He's a great. He's a great dude. Great personality. I really like his attitude. He's a great quarterback. Got a great arm. Oscar Dell. Oh yeah, Oscar. He's funny. He's funny. He's he's sneaky, athletic, he's real fast. I didn't know that. How'd you think about his dance moves today? Uh, he, he, I didn't know he could drink like that either. He, he was hitting it. Uh, we got Marvin Jones Jr. Tell me about him. He's a dog, an animal. 
ain't he different. I ain't gonna lie to you. Marvin, he gonna be special. He different. Um, Julian Humphrey, man, he's probably the only kid crazier than crazier than Fat Chris. Ain't no, ain't no. He was like, he was that, that, that. He's he, he smart on the field, like, and then like he quick, he fast, like he explosive too, like. And I think he had like a a hamstring injury, but and he still was, he still getting out there. He, he's gonna be good. Griffin Scroggs, big grizzly bear. Oh yeah, yeah, he gonna be real dominant. Yeah, he, he's big. Yeah, he's strong, powerful. Oh yeah. What are your goals and dreams heading into Georgia? What's on uh, your mind? Oh, we gotta win the next championship. We gotta beat Alabama, win that championship, and uh, go for his run. Um, gotta ask you the Christian Miller question. How has he been as a coach this week? What's it like <laughs> having one of your best friends in the world here with you? Oh yeah, it was great, man. It was a great experience. I, I hope he, like, he chooses to come to Georgia and continue this. You know, get better with us, me, Marvin, and him, and Bear, and all the rest of guys shown. We're gonna be to continue to, to grow and get better. But if he doesn't, you know, uh, wish the best for him wherever he go. It's a good speech, man. You got that practice, man. That's a very good job. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I, I was in Under Armour last week, and I just can't imagine when Bear and you and Marvin are on the same line. Oh, yeah, man. it's going to be. That's what I'm saying. Then yeah, imagine and Chris and Sean and and Darius like, and CJ. We, we got we got, we, we got a lot of guys that, that we can go, and we're going to have a lot of depth, a lot of positions that are going to be key. What are your thoughts on the national championship game? We got them. Why? I've been talking to, to Coach Coach Schumann, Coach Landon, Coach Scott. We got a game plan. We know what we need to do. We got him. Michael, man, amazing week this week. Elevated your game so much. Yes, uh, Georgia fans are going to love the way you try to get your teammate, future teammate better in Marvin yes, Jones. Going to be a scary, dangerous site for the Bulldogs in the years to come. Yes, Michael, thank you so much for your time. Oh, yeah, thank you. Specs basically by the on three uh, recruits also from uh, 24-7 sports rivals.com. All the final 22 rankings uh, had Michael Williams as the highest rated, except for Malachi starts a little bit. And uh, in 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 I think, I think 24-7 sports had, had Malachi rated higher, but the composite rating, I, I believe uh, I, with the composite rating, Michael Williams ended up being the highest rated overall bulldog in the class. Uh, really good chat with him. Did you guys, I want to know how you guys felt. Did you guys see him when I asked him that question about Christian Miller and he was backpedaling like he was Deion Sanders or, uh, as one of a, a good old friend used to tell me, uh, like a Russian bear at a circus on a unicycle. Uh, that's how he, he, he kind of handled that question. Uh, I give him credit for trying though. He was really trying to tap dance his way through that really good young man, really impressive football player. I think you heard the intro to that where I was basically like, man, I already knew you were a really stinking good football player, but he he really elevated his game when he got to Texas. He had a lot to prove. He had a show me uh, week where he wanted to show out uh, to all those um, evaluators and everybody that was playing alongside him. He wanted to prove that he was the best player out that game, and I think he he pretty much did. Michael Williams, uh, the Maxwell Defensive Player of the Year, I think he picks up his award in about a week, uh, and he goes to a big fancy banquet. I believe it's in Atlantic City. The Maxwell Club is located in Philadelphia, I believe. Uh, and he will be honored as the uh, Defensive Player of the Year, the High School Defensive Player of the Year by the Maxwell Award for the 2021 season. Good stuff there from Michael Williams. Speaking of good stuff, uh, folks, if you guys want a job, I'm going to tell you, this is some internal uh, Jeff stuff here. My first real, real job, I was working at a grocery store. And I was bagging groceries and I was uh, stocking shelves and I was filling up the milk cooler and I was unloading the truck, the sugar pallet. 
I was uh, one of my best friends was in the meat department, uh, stocking shelves, mopping floors. Uh, that's what I did. My first uh, my first real job in this life was I was working at a grocery store. You want to work at a grocery store? How about a five star grocery store like Kroger? Kroger is hosting Talent Tuesdays every Tuesday. They kind of they call it maybe their power hours from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's when your local Kroger grocery store is open for interviews. Stop by, say hi, and apply. Go to jobs.kroger.com to see available jobs and descriptions. Just like that, you guys can get, you can go, you guys can go Kroger, Krogering, and we can say, how about them groceries uh, on Before the Hedges once again as well. You guys remember that? I want a quick show of hands. All you new faces out there that, you know, sit there and they say something like, you know, hey, what's up, Jeff? What's up with this? What's up? What's what's up's going on with his face or is too shiny or is got a red nose like Rudolph? I take all that stuff in, in stride and it's all in good fun. But who who I want to know about you old school guys out there. Anybody old school before the Hedges fans who can remember the days of the how about them groceries and the, the, the Kroger $50 gift card trivia question where I asked a trivia question. I gave out an email address and the first person. Uh, that got it right with the correct answer and won a $50 gift card from Kroger. Do we have any former winners, any former $50 gift card Kroger winners? Do you guys remember those days? Speak up. I think it's pretty cool to uh, hear from you guys that, you know, when we got our first baby steps in this thing, we were, we were handing out uh, $50 gift cards like they were NIL deals at Texas A&M. Ta-ding, ching, ching, ching. That was a, that was a joke folks. If you guys didn't catch that. Um, Another thing, guys, I want to take a moment to talk about here is um, who wants, uh, if you've ever thought it would be pretty cool in the month of April to watch Brandon Adams call the dogs from the Lido deck of a cruise ship somewhere in the Caribbean. Well, folks, that might be just your game because the Dog Nation crews were still trying to sign up, fill up those final staterooms. But uh, if you've ever wanted to go cruising with, uh, I don't know, 100 or so of your biggest bulldog friends, that's what the Dog Nation Cruise is all about. There's a website, dognationcruise.com. You can sign up. You can get on a Royal Caribbean ship. I believe it would be leaving out of Orlando. You get to get a Coco K. You got to go the perfect day there. You get to kind of cruise around the Caribbean. A lot of dog folks that will be on that boat with you. A lot of dog people. There's going to be a sports bar filled with Georgia fans and even some of your own Dog Nation uh, staffers like myself. Uh, and Brandon Adams will be there in the sports bar. That's where we'll be kind of covering and watching the NFL draft together. We're going to swap some stories. We're going to, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, play some shuffleboard, maybe do the flow rider, get on a zip line, go across the boat. Who wants to see some of your, uh, who wants to kind of hang out? Remember all those chats we used to do where, the, where we were in a golf course for Dog Nation invasion or Dog Nation days of summer? or where we were at, we were whether we were in St. Simons before the Georgia-Florida game or also before the SEC championship games or before um, the Georgia-Florida game. Who can forget all those good times? Uh, now's the chance. Uh, there are some limited staterooms available. Go to dognationcruise.com, and I'm not kidding you. I think Brandon Adams is going to try and call the dogs from the Lido deck amongst all of people somewhere floating, I don't know, somewhere near – somewhere near Belize, somewhere near the Bahamas, somewhere uh, coming up, coming up the uh, Eastern Caribbean. That would be a fun sight to see. So if that sounds like your game, that sounds like your sport, something, to, a good thing to do with a week in April, sign up. We'd love to have you. 
Speaking of signing up, let's take a look at the top targets for the class of 2023. Kind of shuffled the deck a little bit. We've got some new names and new places, guys moving up, guys moving down. Let's take a quick look at all of those. Uh, number 15, uh, coming back to the list, is Kay and Lee, former Georgia commitment, Cedar Grove, Ellenwood, Georgia. Really interesting to see his former head coach, Miguel Patrick, uh, formerly the head coach at Cedar Grove, who won a state title there. Uh, went to Crisp County for the last two seasons. Uh, he now took a job as an analyst for uh, a defensive quality control and analyst for Ohio State. Will be very, 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 very happy. Want to extend a big, warm wave of congratulations for Coach Patrick. Well-deserved promotion there. He's climbing the food chain in the football coaching profession. And uh, it's great to see him do that. Number 15, Kay and Lee uh, shows up on the 2023 top targets. Number 14 is Tamari and Parker out of central Phoenix in Phoenix city, Alabama. Alabama's really in the mix there with him. Georgia and Alabama seem like they will be the final two pugilists for things right there. Number 13 is Jamal Jarrett. I tell you, Maul is an impressive trench defender. He was the defensive line MVP at the under armor Atlanta regional. Uh, number 12 is Cormani McLean. That schools you really hear a lot there with Cormani are Florida, Miami, Alabama, and Georgia. Uh, those are the schools vying for Cormani McLean. He's a five-star. He's the nation's number one cornerback in the 2023 cycle. Cormani uh, is the type of player that just baits quarterbacks and picks their pockets. I believe he has 16 interceptions in his last two seasons. Folks, when you're a five-star corner, and you can get that many interceptions in South Florida, you are doing something right. Uh, number 11, perhaps one of, the, I think, the most intriguing, potentially dominating players in this class, that is Caden McDonald. Uh, he had 20 sacks as a true nose guard last year in 7A Georgia football. Brandon Ennis, uh, nation's number one wide receiver, I think Georgia with Brian McClendon, that's going to be one of the better pulls, the harder pulls, potentially the best pull. Uh, for Brian McClendon in the 2023 cycle. I'm going to tell you what, if Georgia manages to sign Brandon Ennis, who I think is an instant day one starter in Athens at the wide receiver position, especially in this class, uh, day one starter, day one impact on the field guy, maybe not the day one starter because of the way Georgia likes to line up in heavy sets, but a guy that's going to make an impact from day one, game one at Georgia. If Georgia can sign Brandon Ennis, I think that would be Basically, all you need to say about how well Brian McClendon will recruit the wide receiver position at the University of Georgia, and this is the nation's number one wide receiver at this time. Braylon James is a young man out of Texas. I really like his game a lot. Uh, Braylon has uh, established a top nine. He's got schools like Stanford, LSU, Georgia, Texas, Texas A&M in there. Um, Georgia, I think, is right in the thick of that thing. Number eight is Troy Bowles. Uh, he is the son of Tampa Bay Buccaneer defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, really impact playmaking linebacker. And folks, don't think that all these linebackers and all these safeties and all these defensive linemen didn't see what Georgia just did at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Number seven, this guy's fallen a little bit, Reuben Owens the second. He's going to make a couple of trips to see the Texas Longhorns this month. Uh, I tell you what, if if somebody pulls Reuben Owens out of the state of Texas, whether that's Texas or Texas A&M, that school would be the Georgia Bulldogs. If he leaves the state, if you could tell me he's leaving the state, I would tell you then he's going to Georgia. 
Number six is a guy that he's been really a little bit higher up on the board here. Malik Bryant, um, really close to the Miami program. Hearing a lot of noise and chatter here right now with him in Florida. Of course, he still loves Georgia a great deal, but Malik excuse me, Malik Bryant has established his commitment date along with a couple of other prospects. We'll get to that later. All these are impact all America state of Florida prospects. They're all going to commit together on the same date at the same location in May. That's Derek LeBlanc. That's a young man. That's like Georgia a lot has a Georgia offer Peyton Kirkland as well. And Malik Bryant, they're going to all going to announce together at the same time at the same location. Will it be the same school? We'll have to wait and see on that one right there. Number five, if you guys see the story this week, I wrote about the number of legacies in the 2023 class whose fathers played for the University of Georgia. Um, Justice Haynes is the high, is the second highest rated of those, um, depending on which polls you look at and what services you look at. Uh, Justice Haynes has already um, had a brilliant high school career. I think he's got 5,800 career rushing yards through three seasons. His dad was Veron Haynes, one of seven Bulldogs whose dads played for Georgia at one time. In this 2023 class alone, you also have um, six of those guys were already have offers from the University of Georgia. Number four is Jonel Aguero out of uh, – he is out of Boston. He's been – he's moved to uh, – He's moved back to his hometown for his senior season, no longer at IMG Academy. Um, John Aguero just took a big visit to LSU this weekend, this past weekend. We'll show you some pictures from that. Number three, Victor Burley out of Warner Robins, Warner Robins, Georgia. He slides down a notch to number three. Arch Manning moves up a notch to number two. Uh, Arch Manning, you see some uh, recent chatter about him in Alabama. Uh, number one, number one on the list still for uh, – probably going to be number one on this list until he makes his college decision would be Caleb Downs out of Mill Creek and Hoshton, Georgia. Caleb Downs is the top rated player in Georgia. He is the number one safety in the country. Uh, very interesting recruitment to follow there. Got some others to consider. Let me see if I can go through these really quiet, really quick. Let's start with Popo Aguirre. Um, really impressive physical inside linebacker type out of Whitewater High School. Uh, C.J. Allen, he visited Georgia for the national championship celebration. Georgia has always been right in the thick of things there. Justin Benton, that's another young man who uh, is another one of those Georgia legacies. He's the son of Philip Benton, Kelby Collins, him and a bunch of – really, it seemed like every recruit in the Southeast visited Ole Miss this past weekend. Uh, Kelby Collins was there. Um, we had Jamal Jarrett. Uh, that That's a repeat right there. Jamal Jarrett was already uh, on the top – top 12, I think, in the uh, top targets. Jamal Jarrett was actually number 13. Um, Roderick Kearney, really impressive interior lineman out of uh, South Florida. Going to start making some visits soon. He will get up to visit Georgia. If, if it's not Arch Manning, then I think Georgia would probably be best served by signing Dylan Lonergan in the uh, 2023 class out of Brookwood. He's also going to be a baseball player as well. Xavier Hardy, A.J. Harris, Gabe Harris, Devin Hyatt, Wide receiver here. He's a new addition to the list. He's out of IMG Academy. He's going to visit Georgia later this month. Kyler Casper out of Arizona. Peyton Kirkland, we mentioned him earlier uh, in the discussion of Malik Bryant. Caden Lee, he was also at Ole Miss this past weekend. He's a Terrence Edwards protege. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think, I think Caden Lee runs the most impressive routes 
uh, of any receiver in the 2023 cycle. Xavier McLeod, really you hear a lot of Georgia, South Carolina with Xavier McLeod. He was really impressed by what he saw out of uh, out of Jordan Davis at the NFL Combine. Tony Mitchell, that's a young man that takes a lot of visits and goes to see a lot of schools. Most of the industry thinks he will wind up at Alabama. He's a five-star corner, rated as a corner. I think he's a safety in the college game. Zechariah Owens is out of Eagles Landing Christian Academy. Got a Trey Hill-type body to his name. He's always closely considered Georgia as well. Deuce Robinson, Quay Rasaw, TJ Searcy, he's out of Upson Lee, the same high school which produced uh, Trayvon Walker. Kelton Smith is out of Carver, Columbus. James Smith, Montgomery, Alabama. Jaden Wayne, we'll have a little update on him in our tweets. You guys can see a neat little connection he has there with a current Georgia player. Robbie Washington, pay attention to that name. Robbie Washington has put Georgia in his top four. His younger brother, Bobby Washington, plays on the same team. Those guys are, 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 are twin brothers, uh, not identical twin brothers. One's a linebacker, one's a wide receiver, and Bobby – has a lot of offers from major schools, Ole Miss. Uh, some of those uh, offered him Mizzou. Uh, a lot of the schools, Florida State, they've offered him. Be very interested to see what would happen if Georgia works at works his younger brother out, works his brother out, not his younger brother, and to see if Bobby Washington earns an offer as well. Hakeem Williams is a brilliant wide receiver in the class of 2023 out of the state of Florida. Take some time. I'll make sure I show you guys his film sometime on an upcoming Before the Hedges. Really impressive young man there. Uh, taking the lap around things, Georgia has the number four class in the country. They have seven commits, five offense, two defense, four in-state, three out-of-state. They have four commits in the top 100. They have five commits in the top 150. All seven of the commits are in the SEC footprint. And uh, Georgia, out of their top five highest-rated commitments in this class so far, four of them are on offense. Taking a look at the offers, the offer tracker, we've started to do this the last couple of weeks. Georgia has currently offered 199 players in the 2023 class. Those numbers are tracked by the databases on 24-7 sports. Georgia has nine new offers, if you see right there, over the last week to the 2023 class. One quarterback, one wide receiver, one interior offensive lineman, one tight end, one edge rusher, and four cornerbacks. Uh, you look right there, the predominant positions they've offered by far, wide receiver, defensive lineman, and cornerbacks. We just mentioned that 199 figure, if you do the quick math, um, almost 100 out of those 199 offers are from just those three positions on the field. So if you wonder what George is looking for, they're looking for cornerbacks, they're looking for wide receivers, and they're looking for defensive linemen. That seems to be the gamut that they're looking for in each and every class. All right, guys, there was your top targets. We went through the basic food groups, went down all the aisles for before the hedges like we're going down your favorite Kroger aisle. Now let's take a quick look. Uh, got some tweets I want to show you. Hey, uh, make it. somebody was like, Jeff, can we get some tweets? Can we get some chat? They want to see some more pictures. Uh, so this is what we got. Here's Jonel Aguero. He is with uh, here. He is with Brian Kelly. Fortunately, there were no dance videos that surfaced with Jonel Aguero and Aguero and uh, Brian Kelly from his LSU trip this weekend. A lot of a lot of impact DBs in the 2023 class. Michael Doherty, a guy I really like at Grayson High School. He was also at LSU this past weekend. I want you to take a look at these two tweets right here, Georgia folks. They just offered an eighth grader. Uh, by the name of Tyler Atkinson. Uh, Tyler Atkinson, folks, 
is 6'3", about 190 pounds, and he is already has an offer from the University of Georgia. According to my information in my database, I can only think of four instances when Georgia has offered a young man that uh, was still in their eighth grade scholastic, scholastic season. I think D'Angelo Gibbs was right on the cusp. He was one of those guys that was offered right after he graduated eighth grade. Owen Papo was another guy. You see Georgia offer. Dylan Moses was a guy that got a Georgia offer right about that time when they were graduating the eighth grade. But I'm talking about a guy in March of his eighth grade year before even spring practice comes along. I can think of very few guys. One of them was Michael Robertson, the younger nephew of Demetrius Robertson. That was back in 2016. Uh, Last year, Georgia offered uh, Anquan Fagans out of Oxford, Alabama. His older brother, Anton Fagans, uh, signed with Alabama as a corner. Anquan was a safety. Georgia offered him in January of his eighth grade year. You want to roll back even further. Antoine Hill, Jr., uh, quarterback, six foot five. That's the nephew of former Georgia center, Trey Hill. Georgia offered him in August of his eighth grade year, right when his eighth grade football season was starting. He's a quarterback now at Houston County. As far as my information goes, I think Antoine Hill Jr. might be the earliest offer, at least in that Georgia has ever offered a high school prospect in August of their eighth grade year. Um, Tyler Atkinson, we got a few clips of him. We got a few things right there, how he was offered by the University of Georgia this week. Pretty big offer. Georgia was his dream school. You see the tweets right there. Um, Let me see. Um, I want to show you a few more things. Look at this one right here. Uh, This is a tweet from Malik Bryant, and all these kind of go together. See right there, you have Derek LeBlanc, you have Peyton Kirkland, and you have uh, Malik Bryant. All three of those guys, hearing a lot of chatter with him with him right now, and the other two especially about the Florida Gators. And, folks, let's be honest, Florida's going to win some recruiting battles really early this year. I'm going to counsel everyone out there, do not pay attention to decisions made in March, April, May, especially with some SEC rivals that are really, really banking on playing time, a new type scheme, a new type feel, a new image. Um, a, a lot of new coaches add a lot of players when they have a lot of new things to sell, come in right away, be the difference. Uh, those things don't last, especially when they're being recruited or when they're having to recruit against a uh, terrific program like Alabama or the University of Georgia. I want to show you this tweet. This just made me laugh. This is to do with Jordan Davis. You have uh, Justin Forsett, who was a former uh, college football running back and a former NFL running back. I think he had a six- or seven-year career in the NFL. And I'm going to paraphrase here, but basically Justin Forsett says, you're telling me there's a human that's six foot six and 340 pounds that can run a 4-7 in the 40. He basically surmises that it was a good time for him to be retiring and get out of pro football with a young man like that coming into the, coming into the game. Uh, I thought that was a very humorous here. We mentioned Braylon James earlier. I think we have a tweet here from Braylon James uh, coming up where Braylon James was offered as the uh, – he, he established his top nine. Yeah, this is a tweet. I think you're seeing it on your screen. Let me get this straight. There's a human being that's 6'6", 340, and just ran a 4.740 at the NFL Combine. 
yeah, I retired at the right time. That is Justin Forsett. Um, another one to look at, we mentioned Braylon James earlier, really top 10 wide receiver, top 100 overall prospect out of Texas. He has a top nine. You see all his schools right there. Uh, Braylon James is a, is a guy that I would watch really closely uh, in this Georgia recruiting class. I think Georgia type of receivers that Georgia could bring in in this cycle. I think Braylon James would be one of the more impact guys they can bring in. He's got a top nine. I would look for that to get down to about five or six schools pretty quickly. Um, Braylon James. Let me see. Keep keep going on here. Peyton Kirkland, that's another guy. All three of those guys are establishing their commitment day and commitment ceremony at the same time. They're going to commit together. Uh, you see, if you look at some of the latest social media from Peyton Kirkland, got a lot of great things to say about Georgia, but he's also got an avatar a sigil, uh, which where shows him wearing a Florida Gators cap. I think the Gators are really going to try to establish a lot of momentum in the state because I think Billy Napier knows the way to recruit and knows the way to make sure these families and recruits feel wanted with a lot of support staff that they'll be taken care of. They've amplified, doubled some of their efforts and a lot of pieces of their recruiting machine, and I think they'll pay a dividend, and I think they'll have some success. It's going to be very interesting for me watching to see who comes out of this newness with um, a lot of resources and a lot of wherewithal and a lot of recruiting acumen between Mario Cristobal at Miami and Billy Napier at Florida. I don't think those two guys are going to coexist where one school is going to get a handful of the recruits and the other school is going to get a handful of the recruits be very interesting to see which one of those two maybe chokes out Florida State or if the three of those programs are all splitting up the state's best players. And when they start doing that, it will be much harder for a school like an Alabama or a Georgia or Ohio State to come in that come in and kind of raid the state. I think a lot of those major programs, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida, not, not Florida, Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama, throw them in there. They've really benefited by the instability and the lack of success at places like Florida, Florida State, and Miami over the last five years. Um, Derek LeBlanc, there's another tweet there as well. Those guys are all going to commit together. I want to show you a couple more tweets. This is from Chaderia Uzo Derive. Look at him right now. He He's kind of funny. You see him right here. He has uh, done two things. Number one, he has got his game on. He's got his host recruiting attire put together he has called out the dog so to speak he's got a couple of really nice looking jordans right there that he's going to wear he's going to show off to recruits when they come in on visits chadera can definitely speak the language look at what he was doing right here he spent some time he went up to uh hang out with uh, chuck smith a guy that's really helped a lot of georgia players uh uh, helped a lot of Georgia players prepare for the draft. Everybody saw those viral videos with Jordan Davis moving. He was working with Dr. Rush, uh, Christian Miller. Um, you've got Christian Miller, Michael Williams. All those guys are very successful, happy clients of uh, Chuck Smith. One thing Chuck Smith can do, he can teach pass rush. He can teach moves. He can teach film. And he can teach ball get off. And Dr. Rush is certainly making a difference with the lives with his training services with a bunch of young men in the Atlanta area. Final uh, top tweet, top tweet I wanted to pull to your attention here is Jaden Wayne, five-star out of the state of Washington, the kind of the Tacoma area. Look at this edit right here from the University of Georgia. Um, he really liked Georgia. He really liked Dan Lanning. He really likes Alabama. 
I think Oregon now becomes a major contender for him. But uh, look right there, this edit between with him and Keely Ringo. Uh, Keely Ringo and Jaden Wayne kind of work with the same training group, the same you know prospect organization, developmental organization for youth players. Um, they kind of came out of the same FSP program. There you have it, my friends. There's a bunch of tweets. Very, That's a bunch of tweets. You guys got any questions whatsoever? Anything you want to talk about right now? <clears throat> please have at it. having trouble pulling up some things. So let me go back to that. Um, let me see here. Uh, Lee Godowans, Lee Godowns. Lee Godowns. I think Lee Godowns is what I'm going for. Very interesting. I was watching the the, the, the chat feed um, about um, <laughs> somebody corrected me when I used made the joke about uh, Texas A&M. I should have referred to them as ATM. Uh, Thomas Du, I do think that Oscar Delp will get a lot of playing time at Georgia. Um, this coming season. And I think Lee had a question. Uh, for me, you know, Lee's pretty funny. He, he kind of did the sort of my reverse life there a little bit. I think I read where you're living in LJ. Well, I grew up in LJ. And at one point I worked when I worked for the Augusta Chronicle, I lived in Columbia County in Evans, just down from Evans High School off Bel Air Road. Uh, I worked in uh, Augusta. So that's pretty funny that you're now living in LJ where I grew up. And you came from uh, Columbia County in uh, Evans, Georgia, where I spent uh, four years of my career in uh, Augusta Chronicle, working for a great dude in John Boyette, working with some great people there as well. Scott Michaud, David Weston, a lot of really good, really good people there in Augusta. They took very good care of me. Let me see. Um, does anybody have a uh, update uh, while I've been doing a show? Anybody got an update on uh, got an update on the uh, what's the score of the basketball game right now? Georgia's still playing. What's the status of that? What's the current score? Um, Somebody, please drop it in the comment section again uh, if you uh, can keep us all updated. And again, I wanted to talk to you guys. You have uh, we talked about um, this podcast. This 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 streaming live program becomes a podcast. You can find it on SoundCloud, on Spotify, and on the Apple Podcast platform. And uh, also, one more last one more last thing for you guys out there. Kroger, right now, Kroger is hiring. Go to Kroger Jobs. Uh, jobs.kroger.com to see all the available positions. Um, Tuesdays are their talent Tuesdays from 4 to 7 p.m. 
you can stop by, you can say hi, and you can apply, and you might just be a one of the new recruits at your local nearby Kroger. Like we used to say here a long time on uh, Before the Hedges, how about them groceries? Also, my friends, you guys ever want to come hang out with the Dog Nation crew and about 100 other dog people, uh, come join us on the Dog Nation cruise. It's sailing out of Royal Caribbean, out of Orlando. That's in the last week of April, right around the NFL draft time. For more information, go to dognationcruise.com. And that's about uh, all of our uh, sponsor reads and messages. That's all of our uh, kind messages we have to share with all you guys tonight. Anybody got a question? Uh, Randy Hall, thanks for the update. Um, getting waxed uh, 30 to 10, 141 left in the first. Wow, that's a bad way to go out. Uh, Chris Slim White, I think it's got to be uh, Coach Hayes, man. They got to bring, they got to bring Jonas home, man. They've got to bring him home. That's what I think needs to happen. Sonia Prescott, how are you doing? <laughs> Randy Hall wishes that he would have danced. Uh, Kevin Flute has a good question. He wants to know who is my favorite 2022 recruit. Wow. That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't even narrow it down to five guys. There are five guys that I, I'll tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Probably out of all the classes, and I've, I've been covering Georgia, let me see, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021, and 2022. I will say this. There are more guys uh, in the 2022 class that I would put among the list of the most impressive young men on and off the field. There are more guys in this class that I would say – I would say pound for pound out of all the classes, not just talent wise, because that's already been established in my mind, but I want to say good dudes, good people, the type of people that would be successful in life, whether without a football in their hands or whether without a wearing a football helmet as their major uh, work tool. Uh, I think pound for pound, we talk about skill, we talk about personality, intelligence, will to win, want to be great want to make others great. I don't think Georgia's ever recruited a class before like this one. That's, that's as simple as I can say it. There, I don't think there's they've ever brought as many really strong football players and people into the university at the same time. Very good question there, though, uh, Kevin Flute. And I'm not trying – I wasn't trying to be diplomatic or I wasn't trying to be like uh, Michael Williams was. Michael Williams right there when he was answering that Christian Miller, Christian Miller question. I just really see a lot of guys in this class, a lot of guys in this class as somebody that's going to help the University of Georgia win a lot of football games, and they're going to make the University of Georgia a better place holistically all around. Uh, and Kevin, I will say this. To answer your question, there's, I would probably accept about – 10 different guys, eight different guys that I would sit there. And if somebody said that's their favorite guy in the 2022 class, uh, I would see why. So here, that's what I'll do. Quick little, quick, quick little thing that we'll, we'll do to wrap up tonight's show. I want you to know this, put me to work folks, help me help you help me work for you. Who do you want to hear from next? Is there any one of those profiles? Is there any one of those stories or videos you want to hear from next in the 2022 class? 
I've got a few more queued up, but uh, who do you want to hear from next? Second thing I got for you is uh, who would you say is your favorite recruit in the 2022 signing class? The guys, 18 of them. There's peaches, everybody. There's 18 of them that are already on campus in Athens. I think there's another 11 or so that will make their way. There'll probably be a couple, at least graduate transfers that show up sometime around May or June. Uh, so the class is probably not done yet. Of course, there's LT Overton as well. LT Overton has set his official visits for the month of March and April. Uh, he's got uh, a very busy list to go through as well. LT Overton, the, uh, I think he still remained a five-star in the 2022 class, but love to hear what you guys have to say about a, who you want to hear from. Like, like I did today, if you went to dognation.com, I wrote a really in-depth story profile about uh, Alu Ba. Alu Ba, if you haven't read it yet, guys, I would, I would encourage you to go read it just for the simple fact that he's a young man that uh, keeps a, a bank of inspirational quotes and motivational items in his cell phone so he can uh, refer to them at any time. He is a very motivated guy, the type of guy that when he goes back home to Memphis uh, for a break situation, he's working out at the nearby park near his home in Memphis. He's working out in the dark. Uh, Peaches would say she comes around. Peaches really likes to hear about guys like that in the 2022 class. So if there's anybody um, you'd like to hear from, you'd like to hear from, please let me know. You've got uh, Jaden Walker or Jalen Walker. I know a ton about uh, Jalen Walker and uh, Thomas Doe. I don't think, I don't think Marvin Jones Jr. will start for Georgia next season. Uh, simply because there's a guy named Nolan Smith and Robert Beal kind of in in his way a little bit. But I think he'll come in, especially uh, in rotations uh, on pass rusher as a designated pass rusher on third downs. Um, Good question there, though, Thomas, with that. Randy Hall with a 35 to 14, uh, 35 to 14. Randy Hall wants to hear from Bear. Um, All right, guys, that has been another Before the Edges. Thank you so much for your time. First of all, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. If you've liked the program, how about we get a like there, share it across your timeline, share it across your feed or across your page if you feel so inclined. I want to thank everybody for stopping by. Think about, uh, you know, thanks to Kroger for sponsoring us each and every week. Uh, think about that Dog Nation Cruise, dognationcruise.com. Uh, also, have yourself a good week. Pay attention to dognation.com. Going to be some news happening in the next two days, next day or so, certainly, especially on the basketball front. Who would be the contenders? Who would be the next man up to lead the Georgia basketball program? Certainly things to pay attention to as that news cycle develops in the next 24 to 36 hours. Um, Certainly appreciate everybody stopping by on Before the Hedges. Want to say thanks to everybody once again. Find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Spotify, or the Apple podcast platform. I'm Jeff Centel. There is your intel. Be well, and we'll see you guys again on the pages of dognation.com.
Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle. 